Welcome to the Crypto Assets and Blockchain Podcast. Midas Technologies AG, we incorporated in Zug, Switzerland, and my team and I, we are building Midas, an investment app for retail investors. Uh, Midas really consists of two main layers. It is a social financial network built around um, fund management functionality on the blockchain, provided by the Mellon Protocol, which some of you might know. Uh, Hansen presented yesterday here. Uh, it's an amazing project, amazing team. Always a pleasure um, to meet them. And on Midas, uh, every user has a fund, an own investment fund, and can invest in all sorts of digital assets and in other funds, create a fund of fund structure. So, but about all that, I will tell you later more. I will first, um, I first want to highlight what we mean when we speak of all sorts of digital assets or digitalized assets. Uh, as we are deeply convinced that Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, IOTA, whatever you mention, uh, it's just the beginning, just the tip of the iceberg, and that very soon everything with value can and will be tokenized. And this is why for, for today I chose a rather obscure topic, um, uh, obscure example to talk about, to on the one hand show what partly weird dimensions we have entered in the crypto space, um, but also to show that very often there's uh, more behind this first weird uh, seeming site that is actually worth um, to be explored. So let's start with the first slide. Who knows what this is? Well, that's, that's not so much actually. Okay, there's some more. Yeah, you can, can admit that you know it. Um, so uh, yeah, that's, a, that's CryptoKitties. And um, you may have heard it then at least. And over the last three weeks, CryptoKitties has become, or actually beginning, uh, end of the last year, it became quite a minor sensation. Uh, after its launch in December 2017, as it quickly became, uh, so to say, the most popular app on Ethereum. And essentially, it is a Tamagotchi-like uh, game developed as a decentralized application on top of the Ethereum blockchain. So what it gives you is you have a digital, breedable cat that you have to take care of and that you can uh, trade in the end. Um, the special thing about, is that, about it is that each digital kitten represents a unique crypto asset on the blockchain, uh, which ownership cannot be altered as it is um, written on the blockchain. And one of such cats uh, was traded for over $100,000 uh, worth of Ether, which is quite uh, crazy. Um, and even more crazy is that after its release, really a few days after its release, 11%, up to 11% of the whole Ethereum uh, capacity was used for this app, which is even more crazy if you ask me. Um, so, as funny as crazy as uh, it may seem, um, these crypto caddies or this app might foreshadow a really powerful use case for the uh, Ethereum blockchain. And this is digital collectibles, what I want to talk about now. Mm -hmm. And Litecoin creator Charlie Lee, as well as Earn.com CEO Balaji, uh, argue that the app is actually important because they show the promise of the blockchain to instantly transfer all sorts of digital assets uh, without a third party. So, um, two sentences about how this works. The system for creating those uh, collectibles is based on a technical standard similar to the ERC-20 token that uh, most of you will be familiar with. It is an Ethereum request for comment 721. 
And uh, there are some major differences between ERC20 and ERC721 tokens. First of all, ERC20 tokens are fungible. So, meaning every token is just as, uh, as good as each other token, as any other token, just like every US dollar is just as good as any other US dollar, uh, which is very necessary for uh, currency, of course, um, but not really uh, suited for crypto collectibles or collectibles in general. Uh, like kitties, for example, um, have to have different attributes like color, breach, age, and so on, so that they actually have value. Um, and secondly, ERC20 tokens are divisible, meaning users can divide them into uh, tiny fractions for buying, selling, or generally trading. Again, useful or necessary for currency, but not really for collectibles, since collectibles generally are only as good as their condition, so only really in one piece. Um, all that said about the technical side, there's still a lot of questions and uncertainty surrounding this ERC721 standard, um, as a lot of um, developers actually stated that the code is not yet completed and they're not really happy with the code also. So, but anyway, why am I speaking about this? Why are CryptoKitties an interesting phenomenon? The reaction to CryptoKitties um, suggested that these kinds of digital objects really have struck a nerve and that there might be many more like them in the future. And blockchain-based digital collectibles will, in my opinion, someday be added to a list of products that were initially dismissed as toys, but turned out to have uh, much greater significance. And this is simply to the fact that people love collecting things. So we spend billions of dollars every year, ranging from, uh, for autographs, for, um, for toys, for cars, for trading cards, for stamps, for coins, whatever you name. Um, and it's a well understood consumer market. And even digital collectibles, which already exist, uh, are fairly established at this point. In 2017, for example, we spent over $1.7 billion for digital collectible card games. Um, so you could say that blockchain-based digital collectibles are really just a variation on something many humans already care about. And in some important ways, the crypto or the blockchain-based collectibles are better than other digital collectibles as they exist on an open network and use open standards that are interoperable with anyone or anything that also uses those standards. So it means that once you own something, you really own it, and if the company goes bankrupt or disappears that produces your collectible, you still have the collectible. And uh, why are collectibles or digital art valuable after all? Well, first of all, of course, you have the emotional value. So it's the sheer pleasure of having something and showing it off. Um, you have the speculative value. Uh, so, hey, someone might want this at a later point more than me, and he will pay for it. And you have the utility value, for example, with the CryptoKitties or for trading cards, although most uh, collectibles don't really have a utility value. Um, so what it comes down to in the end is a social understanding of ownership. Uh, because if you look at the history of art ownership, we started with physical rare things like paintings. Then we added digital easily copied things like photographs or music. And now we have digital rare things. But it's really hard to grasp the concept of rare without the physical part, right? Um, so this is a cultural shift that needs time, definitely. And we will see how this plays out. Why am, we, am I telling you this? Because with the platform that we built, we want to create a gateway to this digital asset world. And 
with digital edit word, I don't only mean uh, crypto kitties or crypto collectibles, that's just one part of it. It's basically anything that you could hold in a wallet. Um, how do we do that? As I mentioned already, we use the Metal Protocol, and um, the Metal Protocol allows you to implement fund management on the blockchain by setting up the rules and conditions for your fund and its management through code. And this comes with four significant advantages. First of all, transparency. So you can track your investment at any time. Uh, you can track what your fund manager is doing with the fund, how the fund is performing and so on. Uh, closely tied to this, control of course, so if you're unhappy with your investment, you can uh, take out your money, redeem your funds at any time. Uh, third part, security comes on several levels, uh, but especially through the eradication of human intermediaries, so uh, human errors, for example, in the settlement processes. And um, the last point, which is for us the most important part, is uh, inclusiveness. So if you look at fund management today, you need huge amount of money and time to set up a fund. And um, with this new technology, it's actually no matter where you are or who you are, you don't need big sums. You can just, with a few bucks, start your own investment fund on the blockchain. How does this work technically? Again, two sentences about this side. Uh, the Mellon protocol consists of a Mellon core and Mellon modules. The Mellon core determines the basic framework uh, for your fund, while the modules uh, add, add additional layers that a fund manager might want to add, like, for example, a price feed. And the Mellon protocol is open source, and everybody can develop such modules. And that's basically what we do. We build a mobile portal to the Mellon protocol. So now you could ask, why are we doing this? I think this has all, this is the first sign of a new website that just went online yesterday. Again, if we look at fund management today, even with having now this new technology, normally when I tell about, uh, when I talk people about fund management investing, they roll with their eyes and they say, yeah, okay, but it's for, for the rich guys, it's not for me, right? So we are building a platform that takes exactly these people. We are trying to tackle all millennials, aunties, and individuals that so far didn't have any aspiration to engage in fund management or investing. And we really want to take the rocket science out of investing and, uh, and make it uh, an everyday experience for everyone, everywhere, 24-7. How are we doing this? Um, I brought three main elements of the app to give you a, a quick glance how this will look in the end. Um, first of all, invest in what you love and let others invest in you. As I said, every Midas user has a fund on the blockchain. And with this fund, you can invest in all digital assets, so basically in everything that can be tokenized. Um, but you can also invest in any other fund if the owner allows it, and thereby create a fund of fund structure. So this works also the other way around. They can also invest in you. So um, you could say if you have a hand for investing and your family says, okay, uh, let's give them some money to, to manage the family funds, uh, they, can also, they can all put their, uh, as much as they want, their fundings in your fund and uh, you can manage the, the family holdings. Uh, and this, if other people invest in your funds, brings you always a little fee, so as a compensation for managing uh, the money of these other people. The next part is really the core of the app, the Midas Touch, which is the interface between the social media layer, the social financial network, and the investing layer. 
So if you imagine a new stream or a, um, a timeline like interface with a lot of investment related content and then there's a post about a new token that you may like and that you find very promising, there's on the side a little bone fingerprint um, called the Midas Touch and if you like the displayed product you just click the Midas Touch, put the amount you want to invest and confirm, that's it. So it's really push the button, set the amount done. That's why we say we make investing as easy and fast as clicking the like button. And the last element that is really key is um, group funds, or as we call them, community funds. Uh, that's why we say invest together. It requires nothing more than opening a chat group with some guys, basically. And this always reminds me, and I'm sure you will know what I'm talking about, about a WhatsApp group that some friends from school founded last year. Um, where I get every day like hundred messages where they talk about the latest token they found and uh, the new investment opportunity and so on, discussing the pros and cons. And you can all do this also with Midas, but with a big difference that you can invest instantly and thereby create a community fund. And there again, the same holds true. If your fund uh, performs really well, you get displayed in an overall ranking. And if people see, okay, you and your guys, you're performing really well, they might invest and you end up in getting some compensations for every investment that comes to your fund. So, why did I start with CryptoKitties? Um, after all, because these CryptoKitties represent for me or for us a profound change in the world of investing and Midas is really at the core of this change through two main points. First of all, the assets we provide. So Midas is a modular system. This means that we can educate any business that provides tokens, and this gives us the possibility to offer, user, to offer our users all kinds of digital assets, which is on the one hand, um, analog assets like stock, real estate, uh, art, and everything you can really imagine. Um, on the other side, genuine crypto assets like Bitcoin, Ethereum, or crypto collectibles as one part. And, uh, but we especially focus on alternative asset classes, of which, of course, some do not even exist by today. One class, though, I want to mention now here is uh, prediction markets. So we are working on the integration of Gnosis, who are also here. Friederike just presented the, the project in the other room. Um, very interesting, promising project from Berlin. Um, and these prediction markets would give our users the possibility to hold their position in such a market in their fund. So um, let's say the classical scenario, who's going to make the election, Hillary or Donald, um, I can buy my, my position and hold it in my fund. So this gives really everybody who has a strong opinion in a certain field the possibility to monetize this opinion by taking part in a uh, prediction market. So this is scalable to a lot of different scenarios. Um, so what we think that the single dimension uh, perception and experience of investing that we have today, so let's say, okay, there's real estate and there's stocks and there's, uh, in Germany, my Bausparvertrag, uh, really gets kind of replaced with a super flexible and um, super flexible set of investment opportunity, opportunities that every user can really harvest uh, according to his or her personal liking. And um, the last point I want to end with is the environment that we provide. So in today's world, uh, and I'm talking about all the time about real investors, so there might be some more experienced uh, or elaborate investors uh, uh, here, but we're tackling 
uh, really the, the unexperienced guys who don't really have any idea about investing or didn't even think about it so far. Um, so even if you are willing today um, to invest, it can be quite a pain, especially for unexperienced investors, as advantages and disadvantages are not really clear in the market. Uh, generally, the market is not really transparent and so on. And um, as I said before, Midas is a social financial network, and this has two main effects. First, you can connect with people you know, build up a network of your liking, and consult this network for input, investment advice, and use it um, for informed investment decisions. So uh, with a ranking system, you can follow successful funds and uh, either uh, invest directly in them to participate in their uh, successful strategy or kind of learn from, from their strategy. And the other effect is that the high level of transparency and the interconnection on the platform between the people will rather push good investments, um, products or projects, while bad ones would be also exposed very quickly. And um, so we say, hence, as a part of Midas, you also can benefit from the um, by now famous wisdom of the crowd. Um, that's basically it. Um, uh, yeah, just follow us if you find this interesting. We've been quite silent in the last weeks and uh, month as we really focused on development and setting especially up a, a legal team, a kick-ass legal team for all this, and um, yeah, preparing also the, the legal terrain really, and by now we are a little bit further, and uh, yeah, whenever you like the project, just get in touch with us, and uh, also happy to answer questions.